I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome. Whoa. <laughs> How about that? Take two. Someone started early. Check two. <laughs> Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great craft beer and the stories that go with them. I am your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. We have the entire ILB team here tonight. The doctor is in, the Dr. Hell. Todd. Office hours are in session. <laughs> Our resident marine biologist. Hey, I got a little something I need you to take a look at later. <laughs> you can look at your own bung. <laughs> Sound engineer Tom's with us. Welcome, Tom. Check and, one, two, check one, two. And as always, Joe, the producer, keeping everybody on track. Always good to be here, gentlemen. All right. Welcome, everyone. We are on part two of our Bend Ale Trail summer session, What I Drank on My Summer Vacation. We took trips all over the United States. From the Pacific Northwest through Southern California, the East Coast, and Montana, Idaho, the Hawaiian Islands, and we have been looking at the Bend Ale Trail up in or Central Oregon. So, uh, right now we are enjoying Sun River Brewing Pineapple Haze IPA, which is a seasonal summer ale from Sun River, Oregon, which is about 15 miles south of Bend, uh, but still an official part of the Bend Ale Trail. All right, Tom, you, you've been out to Sun River with the family. What, what's Sun River like as a vacation destination? You know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to go up there a couple of times this summer, and uh, i, I got to tell you, it's a great place to go. Unfortunately, I haven't been there in the wintertime because I can only imagine, you know, you're looking over Mount Bachelor in the distance and all the snow still on it in the middle of summer. You can only imagine the, the skiing that's up there. Oh, by the way, I have been to Mount Bachelor in the winter, just not with my family. Uh, college days. Sorry, Uh-oh. college days. Yeah, okay, Clar- <laughs> clarification: <laughs> college days. <laughs> but where uh, did Dad go? <laughs> yeah. But no, you know, I miss Sun- Daddy. <laughs> Sun River is one of the one of those places where, you know, you could you could take the entire. There's something for the entire family. You know, there's a water park there nowadays. You can go. Obviously, you can go swimming. Strip clubs. You know, one one of the, <laughs> Not quite there yet. One of the. <laughs> What, Daddy's what, gone again. Where's Daddy? Lots of bike trails. There's horseback riding, horse trails, mountain biking, all sorts of waterfalls. If you go up in the, the hiking areas, um, oh, you know how I like a good hike. Yeah, <laughs> yes, Jeff, right, I know. Good, well, well, you got to dangle the, the beer at the end. Yes, I was right. going to say you got to dangle the beer carrot. Oh, that's that, Jeff. good point. Good point. So, um, you know, but one of one of my favorite things to do there was the tubing. Oh. You know, akin to the Sac River. You know, in Chico days, you know, your beer tubing it down the, the Sac mm-hmm. River. Well, this was flashback city for me. Um, and so much so that there was one point where the family enjoyed it so much, including the kids, mind you, that we had to do it again, the second time the same day. Nice. So, but it's just totally relaxing, great place to go. You know, for the adults, there there's there's a Strip few different clubs. bars. <laughs> Your mind is going somewhere. In the time, Doc is in the house. When we yeah. first started going to Bend and, and Sun River twenty four years ago, if you weren't there during ski season, it was the same as taking it for for those of you that know San Diego. It was the same as taking a trip to Escondido. <laughs> that, that was Bend, or hey, but whoa, it is whoa, whoa, whoa. And now Escondido, great place, friendly people, yeah. but not exactly your summer <laughs> exactly. vacation. Yeah, uh, hey, we've got to get out to Escondido. Um, but since then, it's just really boomed. It's just a great, fun place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, fu- funny story. We were talking about trips earlier. So the first time we went out there, we flew up. 
And we got a rental car in Eugene, and we drove out. And you're sitting there, look at the maps, and you and trying to get the shortest route there. It's the middle of the night at this point, and there's this Route 242 on the map. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It cut off probably 20 minutes from the drive. That's so, not how Oregon works. <laughs> well, I didn't know that at the time, being an Oregon novice. Jason. So we go up 242, and there's nobody on this road for miles. And then we finally catch up to this guy, and he's probably going maybe 20 miles an hour. That's speeding in Oregon yeah. if you've never been to Oregon. And then you start seeing the snow on the left and right. And uh, mind you, this is the uh, middle of July. And then it goes from a two-lane road down to a one-lane uh, road. And, and my, my, my family's going, Dad, are we there yet? Dad, are we there yet? This is where Daddy usually leaves us. So needless to say, the, the uh, 20 to 30 minutes I thought we were cutting off uh, added probably 20 or 30 minutes to it. And we did not take that route on the way back. And the second time we were up there, my kids made it a point to say, Dad, don't take Route 242 yeah. this time. So, so and the way the Oregon wise? works is yeah. you get to the 97 as quickly as possible, whatever route, so that you can speed down that thing at 53 miles an hour <laughs> all the way through Oregon. So take note if you're planning a trip uh, up to Bend, Oregon. <laughs> what do you guys think of the um, hazy here? It's not like a San Diego hazy, is it? It is not. No. Well, that sounded like a ringing. Well, they're in love with this one. It's Jeff got a little fruit in it. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. there's I mean, a reason this is limited release Padre, by somebody. Padre and Jeff have already yeah, partaken their full glass. I, I finished it. Um, like I said, I, I'm not a huge fan of the haze craze, but uh, this one wasn't bad, actually. Yeah, I'm a fan of the San Diego haze. Yeah, I, I like this better than the San Diego one, but there's something about a hazy that always feels like uh, or tastes like uh, an unfinished beer to me. Yeah. Like, put it's it back a, in. It's not quite done. That's a good description. But I, I like the amount of pineapple in here. I like that it's not sweet. I give that this is a three point five for me if we're yeah, rating beers. I, I would agree with you. It's a it's a it's a three point something. Like I said, it's one of those ones where something. you if you've had a had enough beers, uh, you Maybe buy it's a it. Four. You bring it home and you go, yeah, I'm not drinking it. Once you get it back <laughs> home and you're sober and knows what knows what's going on. Yeah, bring it over to your friends and say, hey, I hear you yeah, have I a podcast. I taste, taste taste this. this. It's a great beer. <laughs> Sorry, Sun River Brewing. Yeah, uh, but it, it's a good beer, not a great beer. Uh, but hey, we got a hazy in. I got another one coming up. I think. As the producer, I'm still processing Todd's starting burp. So I'm having a hard time making any measurement. Of We're leaving beer. that in? We've got a few more beers from the Bend Ale Trail, but before that, it's time for toast, roast, or pour one out. So our toast tonight, Tom, you're going to start us off. You got a toast? Yeah, I got a toast here to, uh, I got to give a kudos to Joe Harden, a friend of the podcast and a friend of ours for the family. He's a former Carlsbad firefighter, and he was telling me about uh, a little collaboration that the Carlsbad Firefighters Association did with Pizza Port Brewing here in Carlsbad. And uh, they came up with a collaboration called Last Alarm. And my understanding is that 50% of the proceeds uh, taken from Last Alarm goes to the Firefighters uh, Association. That's so uh, kudos to uh, Pizza Port getting in that in, I, I noticed there's a growler of it has there's appeared. A, I, Thank I, you, Tom. I, I, uh, and I noticed the talent poured himself one. <laughs> yeah, I was able to do. Yeah. I went down <laughs> give last us a full night report and uh, on got, got growler to share with you guys. Uh, it's, it's a nice, light summer lager. 4.8% uh, uh, ABV. Yep, right there, right there in the wheelhouse of the loggers. 
Uh, and uh, I think uh, you guys might enjoy this one. Very good. Well, thank yeah. you for bringing it. I've and uh, kudos to uh, Pizza Port or Port Brewing Company and the Carlswood Firefighters. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for your Cheers. service. There are, there are several last alarms already uh, on tap. That's a tasty beer. I like it. You know, Actually, it, reminds me, yeah. it reminds me of that uh, Captain Fatty's that we had yeah, a couple the lager, weeks ago. The, yeah. A yeah. little bit, not biscuity, but a little bready. Yeah. But it's a good lager. It's not, a lot of lagers are just kind of plain, very plain. Yeah. It's got a little taste to it. Don't and, care for those. Yeah. There's a little flavor. honey in there. Yeah. We call this yeah, a, a yeah, West a Coast honey. lager. Yeah, there you go. West right. Coast lager would be a good description of it. All right. Nice call. And it got us some more beer. So we um, appreciate that. Talent, you have a toast. I got a toast. Okay. So, so my toast today, um, you guys ready for this? It's to gay penguins. <laughs> Okay. Um, is there another okay. kind? Well, here's, here's the thing, and I know you're all dressed up. Where are they going? Where are they? You're going? on this but animal anyways, fetish here's, here's tonight, aren't got. you? This is this is uh, basically from um, that. Not after, that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, after many <laughs> attempts, uh, this is the, the what I you know I did some extensive research on gay penguins because who hasn't? And after <laughs> fruitless attempts to hatch ho- uh, stones and fish, there's uh, a gay penguin couple at the at a German zoo, actually in, in the Berlin. Uh, that are finally uh, may finally be able to parent a chick of their own. So, what Zoo Berlin mm-hmm. official exactly what Zoo Berlin officials are announcing is that two of its male king penguins, a uh, Skipper and Ping, uh, they have eagerly Skipper. Ado- Skipper and Ping have eagerly adopted an egg, and they're not sure whether the egg is fertilized. And they said that incubation typically takes about fifty-five days, but if the egg is viable. It'll be the first penguin uh, at the zoo born to two fathers. And did they steal this egg? No, I, I think ever? basically they said that, they, that in looking at this, they've watched this couple and they've tried to hatch uh, stones and other things around. They've showed this you know, parental uh, affinity to our things. And so they finally found an egg that had been abandoned. They gave this egg to this couple. And so they've kind of adopted it as their own. And they're, uh-huh. they're trying to see if they can hatch it. Now, it says here, basically, this is the interesting part to me of the story because I didn't realize this, but that if it all goes well, Skipper and Ping might join a storied lineup of gay penguin parents. I don't know if you guys knew this, but in June, in uh, the ZSL London Zoo celebrated their gay penguins, uh, Ronnie and Reggie, and they had a banner there that read, some penguins are gay, get over it. And they hatched an abandoned egg in 2015. So it's been oh, done before. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Uh, also, keepers at Sydney Sea Life Aquarium in Australia welcomed a baby gentoo penguin, uh, Sephengic which is lovingly named for her adoptive dads, Sven and Magic. Um, and then perhaps the most famous, you guys may have heard of this, uh, male chinstrap penguins, Silo and Roy. Oh, yeah. We yeah, you guys heard that. Yeah. They found love at the Central Park Zoo. In Highly 19- overestimating my knowledge of yeah, gay no, penguin well, life. <laughs> well, is they there found a magic love. trick They found there? love at the Central Park Zoo. Hard in, not to. In 1998. And they hatched Central in... Central Park. Yeah, Central Park. Mm-hmm. They hatched and raised a chick named Tango. And their family inspired an award-winning children's book. Sad to say, though, their relationship took an interesting turn in 2005 when Silo left Roy for a female penguin named Scrappy. And then Roy had to end his tenure at the zoo alone before he transferred to another facility. Scrappy. That's a hoochie mama penguin (laughs) name. So, you know, I'm toasting gay penguins. I didn't realize it was a big thing, but apparently uh, they're in zoos everywhere. And, uh, and they're looking to be parents. So here, penguins, here are penguins, you, penguins, game penguins. penguins. Yeah. Best yeah. of luck, Skipper and penguins. Ping. We we'll wish you the best. <laughs> okay. I know so much about gay hey, penguins yeah. now. Gives a whole other meaning to happy feet. That's exactly. Uh, you know what? You beat well me done, to that well one. Well played. Well played. I was too busy. All right. Thinking. Then that's going to replace my joke about the tuxedos and the Tonys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rip and replace. Yeah. All right. 
And uh, is it, that's it for our toast. How about a roast? So I also have a roast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so please, yeah, please leave Skippy and Bing alone. Is, there, is no, it an animal no, theme? I, I'm, a, I'm a pro-gay penguin. I think we're a pro-gay pro penguin. Pro-choice penguin. Yeah. Pro-penguin. Pro I don't judge. Whatever. I don't judge. I don't judge, right? Yeah. Um, the last thing I'm going to worry about is too much love in the world. Exactly, right? Not that there's anything wrong with gay penguins. I love penguins. Anyways, Mike Tyson. Let's talk about Mike Tyson oh, for a second. I'm going I'm I'm to roast Mike Tyson because here's the deal with Mike Tyson. Um, so Mike Tyson, you guys may remember him as a boxer. He's been retired. And yeah. so in his Hang retirement, over. he's become a huge advocate for marijuana. Um, and he hosts, a he? Yes, he hosts a podcast called Hot Boxing. So in his latest episode, when he was talking about his marijuana use, he said that he smokes about $40,000 of marijuana every month. What the heck? Wow. Exactly. A month? A month. That's what he said. So apparently Tyson has broken ground on a 40-acre ranch uh, where he grows marijuana, and they're researching the effects of the drug. And it appears that Tyson is getting high on his own supply. Um, and oh, so, I learned not to do that yeah, in uh, Scarface. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that the biggest thing, and the, the reason, obviously 40000 is a lot to do of anything of each month. You know, moderation is the key. Um, but I think it's also a very questionable use of money considering the 53-year-old has already gone bankrupt once he, dis- uh, you know, he actually had already earned $300 million in his boxing career and went bankrupt from that. So oh, I don't know where he's going now and with his spending habits, but 40000 a month seems a bit, a bit excessive. And so my roast is Mike Tyson. Let's get control of your life, man. <laughs> you, know, you know what he likes to eat after smoking a lot of dope? What's that? Ear sandwiches. <laughs> Somehow I knew the you younger audience. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's my uh, my roast, Mike Tyson, the pun doctor. Yeah, that's good. Get, get control right. yourself. Yes, well said. Well, I'm Mike's uh, dealer, and he gets, <laughs> and he gets two guy. joints for forty grand. So yeah, it's Mike's, a pretty good Mike's deal dealer is a very happy man and uh, very, no very lucrative kidding. business. <laughs> All right, time for pour one out. Todd, you have a pour one out. Oh yeah, you guys know that MJ passed. Really. I didn't not, know he was not sick. Not MJ, the basketball oh. player. Okay, here we go. MJ, the saltwater croc. He was like oh. over 50 years old, oh. lived in the northern part of Australia. Crikey. He was like over 50, yeah, over 50 and a half feet long. Uh, he 50 died. and a half feet? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Imagine that. He died after getting into a scrap with another old croc. Oh. Yeah. What oh. now, don't do Old guys, don't fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, but here's the interesting thing. <laughs> MJ, inside, so crocs to help them digest their food. They eat stones, yeah. rocks, right? Like birds do. He had an orthopedic plate with screws that basically came from some human. Really? Somewhere. Oh. So it had been in there for like 50 plus years. Who, really? they don't Who know. Knows? They don't yeah, know how long. That's crazy. But it had no, no, no human flesh. It had all been dissolved by the uh, digestive juices. So basically, the Queensland police have opened a missing persons report. And many people in northern, northern Australia have said, hey, I've been missing, you know, Uncle Joe, Aunt Sally, maybe MJ Ader. Could be. There I watched Croc Week, and I think it could happen. So, yeah. Don't so. don't get me started on Croc Week I'm sorry, again. I'm sorry. That's a, that's a touchy subject. That's, that's a, Does that's, MJ yeah. stand so for go. something? I don't know, like Mr. Juice? Mar- get, sure. Mary Jane? You, <laughs> I know the listeners can't see it, but but show the picture to the guys of, of, of MJ yeah, here, because MJ. this MJ is, is, like, that this is, is like a dinosaur. Oh that is a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, here's, here's to you, MJ. Yeah, MJ. MJ. All right. Oh, yeah. And oh, whoever you ate, and whoever's <laughs> whoever orthopedic plate is in there. What do you say, so. Aunt Joe or Uncle Sally? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. pretty close. So yeah. Here, here's yeah. the picture of the orthopedic plate. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. It's not little. They put serial numbers on. Oh, that's not. Yeah, that's serious. still there. That's like an eight-inch plate. That's rough. 
Wow. Hey, before we get to pour one out, I'm going to open up another beer here from one of our favorite Bend, Oregon breweries, Crux Fermentation Project. This is their bubble wrap hazy style IPA. So we're having two hazies. So once again, I know we talked a little bit about it last time. Crux is a really cool spot. Uh, it's located actually in a former Amco transmission plant. So if you look at their logo, it looks just like the, the, the old tra Amco transmission. Uh, exactly. And uh, with the, they, they have a great view of the Cascade Mountains at sunset. And um, make sure it's a must-stop destination if you head to Bend. Great beer. We talked about their sundower, uh, sundown hour where they dollar off beers and you get to see the sunset over the Cascade Mountains. Fantastic. Place. All right, so this is what this is a hazy right. style IPA project bubble wrap. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Oh, I like. I really. I, I, I really like this. I, for a hazy, this might be one of my favorite hazies Ooh, I've tried. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. That's good. If you've ever had the um, Bear Republic hazy days, this is this is very similar to it. I think I might have to have them side by side, side to by know, side but to tell, yeah. that's right where my mind went, and that, that's I've got a fridge full of, of that. I think like you were talking about berry. with Sun River, that a hazy tends to be have that taste of like it's a non-finished beer, so you always feel like you kind of have that little bit of an aftertaste. This one is real crisp, real clean finish. A lot of berries in there. It's good. There's yeah. some brewer out there somewhere just just spinning when I know, say that, I know. but hey, send us an email at ilikebeerthepodcast at gmail.com. Why we should like hazies, yeah, why we're so wrong. And I do like some hazies, but tell us why it doesn't taste unfinished. Yeah. Yeah. But this this one actually to me is one of the better ones I've Tell had. Tell us why you're are doing your job. And listeners not from the San Diego area, you have to understand we're just being this is the summer of hazy IPAs. Yes. Yeah. We're just yes. inundated with them. My hazy pale ales. My too. wife and I went to Belching Beaver this weekend here in San Diego and they had like four hazies on yeah. tap. Yeah. yeah. I'm a fan of hazies. I like this one. I would. No, I, do, I would I order this. I agree. This, yeah. is, this is to me. This is right there at a four four two five. Right. This is a Frank the Tank beer for me. This is, this is, so I would agree with you. I'd go a Frank the Tank beer. Yeah, Frank the Tank. Frank You're in there. I'm in oh, there. I, I got you to a four and a yeah, hazy. I, I would yeah. say four. <laughs> this is the highest Frank the hazy I've probably had. Roll so that footage. So very good. What's it is your lips? It's so good. <laughs> um. So next. I don't know if you got anything else on that, but I was going to just say if, if you're also heading up, not just to Bend, but anywhere in Oregon, you got to check out McMinimins. Yes. Um, McMinimins is a uh, hotel kind of, I won't say, it, I guess it's a chain in a sense, but it's a hotel um, and they have them all over the Pacific Northwest. You know, you can stay and they have from hotels to, to bars to, you know, different types of venues, restaurants, that kind of stuff. Um, I think we alluded to it earlier. It's kind of like an adult Disneyland, but you go. There's a great one in Bend, and there's a great one in Portland. We've stayed at both of them. And Edgefield, Ed, yeah, Edgefield, Edgefield in Portland. I've been there actually. I've been for concerts. They have big time concerts there and stuff like that. It's a great place. And and you go in there, and that one I think was a, is an old hospital that they've renovated. Yes. And then the one in Bend is an old school uh, house that they've renovated. Um, so you you know each each room's unique. Secret passages, yeah, speakeasy. Speak, yeah, they have hidden rooms, speakeasies. They all of them have a distillery. Um, the the Edgefield winery. ones are the biggest one. They have a winery on there as well. Golf course, movie yeah, theater. golf, yeah. It, you name it, it's great. I mean, you you literally can pull in there and just put the car in the parking spot, and you don't have to go anywhere. You can get everything there. They have good restaurants you can eat, and uh, they have spas. They have a movie theater. Um, just great places. Really cool place to go check out. So if you've never done that. Um, I would highly recommend checking out a McMinimins. And like I said, they're all over the Pacific Northwest. Line it up when they've got a great concert yeah. going. That's right. Uh, so back to, to Ben, Beer Town USA. They've deemed, they have, uh, that's what they call themselves. They quote off their website, the 
they have a bounty of fermented goodness. 18 breweries in a town of 87,000 people. So that's a lot of breweries for an 87,000 people. Surprisingly, they did not make the top 10 um, beer cities in the world. Well, nobody on the West Coast made it. Exactly. That, that was an outrage. It was an outrage. 18 breweries for only 87,000 Yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing. Folks, so wow. And uh, there's passport available. You get your passport. Each brewery stop, you get a stamp. One of my favorite stamps is... Uh, uh, Boneyard, yeah. because it's the tiniest little place, but they've got the biggest, the biggest stamp. stamp. It covers yeah. the whole passport. Yeah. And we've made it to 13 of the 18 uh, breweries, and we'll get a little bit more in before we're done with our podcast here. So good stuff up there. you got to go to Good Life. you got to go to Worthy. you got to stay at McMinimins. you got to hit Crux at Sundown, and you're going over to Deschutes to the actual brewery site tasting room and tour. We mentioned that before, but and, I want to bring it up and again. And Worthy. I don't know if you mentioned Worthy. Yeah, Hit like that it. at night so you can get up to the uh, telescope and check out the uh, the stars and the planets and everything else. All right. Well, guess what? Time for Pour One Out. And we're finishing that up. I've got a farewell to the career of one-time NFL great Antonio Brown. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't yeah. pass away. Just <laughs> his, 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 his career is and over. And he didn't retire. It's just his career is over. Mm-hmm. He, it's a three tiered death knell of his career. First, a trade to the Oakland Raiders. The You're old. a wide receiver and you got traded to the Oakland Raiders. Hey, they've got right? Derek Carr. He has nice mascara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's not fair. <laughs> okay. And here, okay. No. Stop. I will not be drafting. Okay, I'll just Trey, say that this year. I, I've been playing fantasy football, I think, since ni- 1992. Yeah. And this is true of every fantasy football league in the history of fantasy football. An Oakland Raiders wide receiver has never gone in the first five drafts of any draft anywhere. What will happen with Antonio Brown? Because people won't pay attention. But No. For, okay, first he's at the Oakland Raiders. Right. Right. He, then he froze off all 10 of his toes. It happens. Chirogenic therapy chamber. Yeah. His whole right yeah. foot yeah. is yeah. gone. Yeah. He got. This this is a guy that hasn't left basically California, but he got massive frostbite. I mean, so just put that, like, put yeah, your mind around right. that. That I read the so, story about the frostbite. So he's a like, single footed, yeah. and he has any toes on his left foot. Yeah. And now this week he refuses to wear a helmet. Right. So he's toeless. He's missing a foot. He won't wear his helmet. Worst of all, he's got to expect Derek Carr to get I'm him the so, ball. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I will say this. I was just a little add on to this. I know I was looking at some stuff today on, on Antonio Brown. And uh, so he lost, they had an arbitration hearing, and he actually lost, he, he, he petitioned to be able to wear his old helmet because he says the new helmets restrict his vision when he's trying to catch Isn't the ball. Isn't his old helmet a Steelers yeah. helmet? Yeah, no, he painted it. He painted it. He actually, he actually went into his garage almost, and it looks like he yes. painted the Oakland Raider thing. And they said he can't use that one. So here's what he did he actually put out a request on Twitter today because to, he was told that he can wear, I can't remember the company, I think it's or he's whatever, older. and and two, he can wear anything that's not older than ten years old. So he has to go back to two thousand. Like they they had a window like two thousand eleven to two thousand thirteen. They had these helmets. So he's actually put a request out to the public saying that if someone will get him a shoot helmet from that was made from two thousand eleven to two thousand thirteen, <laughs> he will give them a signed Oakland Raider practice helmet. That's where this guy's fallen to. Oh, oh, good. Yeah. Good. And then he's gonna that's go home what I'm looking for. And you know, I will say this yeah. on your poor one out. You know who the big winners are in all of this? The Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> if you're a Steelers fan, you were so upset <laughs> yeah, no. six months ago, yeah, and, and now, now you're, you're going, "Oh dear!" Okay. Thank we you. Got away Mike with that Tyson's one. dealer, yeah, is 
hanging out with Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's all yeah. part I of the Oakland Raiders' Brown kiss of death for a wide receiver. And you know what? I I, I almost poured one out for uh, Le'Veon Bell because yeah. our running back going to the Jets. But I'll, I'm going to hold off on that one and see how that pans the out. The funniest part about that, too, not to kind of overhit the football part of it, was can you imagine what John Gruden thinks of all this? <laughs> I mean, oh, John Gruden's the coach it. of the. Oh, no, you think he, I mean, he's? This, this is so anti-John Gruden. It's like I mean, I just got to think it would be hilarious to just get what his honest opinion is of us. We know. won't get hey, that. No, but John Gruden picked him. John so. Gruden traded for him. Yeah. Oh, well. So, John, if you want to join anyway. us on the podcast, <laughs> give us Tell your us opinion. Really next time. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you like so. beer. I can't so. say he's alive and well, but Antonio Brown is alive and he hasn't retired. Yeah, but he's footless and helmetless. And no one's getting the ball to him. Right. But apparently he's really good at spray painting helmets. So second, <laughs> second, career. second career. Second career. As equipment manager. Equipment manager, yes. <laughs> For a Pop Warner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Water boy. All right. Good. Oh, you guys ready for another Where beer? Where will you go in our fantasy draft? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I definitely want this next beer. I'm but we at, have a keeper league, too. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at the name here, and I this is arguably one of the greatest names I've ever seen of a beer. Well, I picked this out with you in mind. This is from Wild Ride. You want to tell them a little bit about Wild Ride while I, while I open so this up? So Wild Ride is located in Redmond, Oregon, which is just north of Bend, and it opened in 2014. It's built in an old lumber storage building. Um, some of the favorite names uh, of their beers is uh, Big Booty Gold Nail, which is hopped at the back end uh, with berry Ooh. citrus and light ale. <laughs> booty you like in that? The back yeah, end. booty is hopped in the back end. But I will say this: that this is arguably one of the greatest names I've seen for a. a it's called the Wild Ride Nut Crusher, and it's a peanut butter porter, six percent uh, ABV with eighteen IBUs. So, uh, peanut butter porter, uh, nut crusher, boys. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> oh, oh, that man. is a great... I thought you oh. might forgive me for the hazy oh, on this wow. one. Wow. Reminds me a lot of the... Pe- a little bit like yeah. the peanut butter yeah. stout. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It is very good. You got it in the fridge right now? This is a little thinner than it. Right. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not, yeah. not as heavy at the end. Exactly. overwhelming, yeah. But what a great beer. What a yeah. great very order. Oh, money, money. Yeah, that is a good beer. I thought you would enjoy that. Where did you find that, We were talking last time about uh, our, our family vacations and, and kind of went into some horror stories about road trips. Um, what about trips you've taken your families on? You talked about your, your childhood trips. What about trips you've taken your kids on, your families on, that uh, either are quite memorable or quite horrific? And Joe, I we Joe I'm Joe. looking Joe, right yeah, at you, yeah. Joe. Joe wins because if he talks, I don't know. Yeah, you you know what? Him. Joe either goes first or not at all. Yeah, I think because no one's following Joe. Joe. Tell us, Joe. Tell us about some of your trips that you've decided this was a good thing to do with your family. So, yeah, that uh, I think my favorite trip was um, hiking Kilimanjaro. So my son, I took my son up Whitney, or he took me up Whitney. And uh, <laughs> he was 10 years old. And he came down from that trip with a penchant for hiking the highest peak on each continent. He and, the bug. And he literally brought me stuff uh, convincing me that that was a good idea for about three months. And I kept telling this 10-year-old boy, this is a horrible goal for a 10-year-old. <laughs> like, look, it was awesome that you did, Whitney. But um, So to make a short story long, um, <laughs> the, uh, it was, my daughter uh, was as inspired by my son to kind of run for that goal. He was 12, she was 10. 
we flew to um, Tanzania, and I have a wonderful wife who I, I full court pressed her to do this with us. I'm like, look, it's a seven-day hike. Anyone who sets the goal can do it. So you fit that category of anyone, right? right. Hun, you have to do this for the kids. <laughs> yeah. You have to, you know, for just the kids. full do it for the kids. court press. And she said, you don't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea who I am if you push for this. So she followed us, she followed us uh, about five days after we started. And a couple of cool data points. My daughter, who was 10 when she summited, was the youngest female um, to summit uh, Kilimanjaro. That's impressive. At that time, wow. I don't know if that's been superseded. Yeah, now there's like four-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry my, one-legged. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so... So I'm taking my kids to the zoo yeah, for yeah. summer. That's why I said you can't Kilimanjaro. Remember, yeah, we're yeah. going to Kilimanjaro instead. And a short side story to that is an amazing experience, and we did a safari, and we did some missionary work after, but for whatever reason... Being Polish, I was like, "Hey, you know, we get back," and I said, "Hey, let's <laughs> let's go to the wild animal park, right?" <laughs> I'm sure it'll like bring back the it's, memories. It's exactly right, the right. same thing. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I had that assumption. I'm like, you know, it's gonna like rekindle, and so we're riding the thing around the wild animal park, and it just was so <laughs> anticlimactic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, this is not Africa. <laughs> Don't so, tell me that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> So yeah, the uh, taking my, my kids up Kilimanjaro, and my wife, to her credit, um, got herself there, um, thirty-four hour trip on her own, and was at the bottom of the mountain when we um, when we came down. And I have a great memory of her hugging the kids, and she gave me a hug as well. So. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's congratulations! Congratulations! After the kids, right? After the kids, uh, but so that's my family vacation story. So I'm sitting at the zoo. Tom's family's at home looking for him, and he's skiing Mount he's Bachelor. He's skiing Mount Bachelor, exactly. And, uh, yeah, Joe's right. up on top of Kilimanjaro. <laughs> and I'm broken down under the grapevine. <laughs> and, yeah, to- right. and Todd's probably uh, scuba diving in Fiji or something. Yeah. <laughs> Sia Cortez. What's your craziest uh, uh, trip out there with your, with your family, Todd? Ooh, craziest trip with the family. Uh, I'd have to say, yeah, it would be Fiji because that uh, wasn't that crazy. But uh, I got to die with some some big sharks, so that made it crazy for me. The man-eating bull shark? <laughs> that's right. Really? That's right. And that's awesome. I was kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The doctor yeah. looked me right in the eyes. Well, you have a bull shark. Yeah, yeah. bull shark. Not getting the water if there's no bull but shark. Of course. So you were diving in a lake then, according to <laughs> what we understand. <laughs> freshwater right? bull shark. All right. Well, this is the Wild Ride Nut Crusher. Peanut butter porter. One. Bring more yeah, of that. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. I got four more bottles at home. So Fantastic. they're there. Oh. Well, I'll bring them to the fantasy oh, draft draft. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. I'm taking first round. This this would actually be a very good, like a tight end. I think the this porter, yeah. porters are tight ends. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't even know that. Uh, the, dark this, bear, yeah. the dark bear porters this are tight ends. So for a tight end, you want a nut crusher. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, they got Yeah, for a tight end, you need a nut crusher. Defense. Yeah. I think stouts. Stouts are your stouts defense, are defense, right? You want, okay. you want a yeah, stout sure, defense. Sure, sure. Yeah. A nut crusher. Yeah, that's their tight end. You want to crush the That's a blocking tight end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not, that's, that's not yeah. He's a guy that can both pass catching and a blocking tight end is a like nut it's, crusher. It's got a little gravel down there at the bottom. If we drafted fullbacks, this would be a nut crusher. The nut crusher would be a fullback. Yeah. Well, we're not going to draft fullbacks because that. we're going to have our actual fantasy draft right. after our fi- fantasy draft draft. Sounds good. 
What's next, Jeff? Uh, it looks like we have a beer from Three Creeks. Um, so this is uh, Three Creeks is located in Sisters, Oregon, uh, which is a few minutes outside of Bend, um, and they offer beer and dessert pairings. Two of my favorite things oh, in the world, yes. actually, really beer and dessert. Right. Uh, in February, um, and they uh, this is called the Five Pine Chocolate Porter, uh, and it's six point two percent ABV. And this porter actually won the gold medal. Uh, for the Can Award in 2018 uh, at the Great American Beer Festival. Uh, and then in 2016, um, well, actually at the Great American Beer Festival in 2016, it won the Can Award in 2018, and it won the silver medal at the 2018 World Beer Cup. Um, and then they also make a, a, a really good 10 pine at 8.4% ABV. Um, so um, this one, though, is the one that's won most, I think, the majority of their medals. It's called the Five Pine Chocolate Porter. Five Pine Chocolate Porter. All right. Cheers. Cheers. We're hitting porters here right now at the end. Yes. And some dessert beers. Dessert beers. Smells great. And how come, why is that not a thing in San Diego, that they have dessert pairings with beers? Yeah, I agree. Every town, every brewery. Every brewery should have that. Yeah. Wow. Because my doctor would. would, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But that should be a thing. It should be a thing. Everywhere. It's called yeah. quality of life, really. That's what I always attribute it to. It's quality of life. Well, I think these last two beers are quality of life. Yeah, right here. This is Amazing. a little smoky. Yeah. A little smokier, yeah. I think I like the nut crusher just a tad. I don't know. It just had that initial, but maybe that's the peanut butter. But this one from just a straight porter, a chocolate porter, mm-hmm. is fantastic. I wish I had brought another bottle of the uh, nut crusher to mix with this one. Ooh. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, there you go. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty, as they time. say. The draft. The Three Creeks is in Sisters, uh, just a few minutes outside of uh, Ben. Did you make, mention that they do make a Mexican lager? I did hear that they make some Mexican lager. <laughs> you know I'm a big fan of Mexican lagers, and it's, uh, what's it, Tres Arroyos. Which we and all remember also... from high school Spanish is Three Arroyos. That's exactly. <laughs> yes, that's right. In the literal <laughs> translation is Three three Arroyos. <laughs> yes. And I tried their uh, Naughty Blonde, which was very good. Very good as well. So is We haven't that, been to that is one. Is that so the Canadi like Blonde or the Naughty Blonde? No, we haven't been over to Sisters. That was one of yeah. the ones we, yeah. uh, we have not been to, Three Creeks. And there was a... There's a cup. There's a the spider. Spider City. We haven't been to Spider City. All right. It, it just well, it sounds doesn't like we sound need to hit, no. I can't get no, my no. wife Who? to go to a spider themed yeah. uh, yeah. brewery. Yeah. Sorry, Spider. This is Halloween. Oh, so oh, there you have it. We, we bring go. it back at Halloween. So on a Saturday. I think this is. Pr- I like a little bit of smoke in a porter, and even in a stout. But in a porter, I really think a a, a little smokiness goes a long way. So I, I like this a lot. So again, you know, to reiterate, I think I talked about it in in episode one of this is that uh, you got to make a trip to Bend. If you're if you like beer, you like craft beer, um, go to go to Bend. Stay at McMinimum's. Um, you may not leave it. And then the best part about it, like for me, my wife doesn't like beer, so she loved McMinimum's. So I could go to the breweries. She stayed at McMinimum's, went to the spa, had the wine, did that whole part of it. And, uh, and I was able to go to all the different breweries. They're all pretty much within walking distance. There's a few you might need to drive a little bit, but that's mm-hmm. what Uber's for. You uh, will really enjoy it. And then, again, when you have those, well, hey, you know, why are we inside the whole time? You can get out and do some hikes and, right. and, and, and go, to, go down to Sun River, do some, some tubing and drink some more beer right. Um, right. And, and, and all of that. You know, and and every brewery. Yeah. yeah. And they will fill any yeah. growler, fill Basically. stations, everywhere. Another thing, why don't we have dessert pairings? 
why don't we have growler fill yes. stations all yes. over San Diego? <laughs> right. And they does it right. And they will fill anything. You can like show up with an like, empty yeah. milk ga- plastic milk gallon. Yeah. You can show up with a Ziploc bag. You right. can cup your hands. They will <laughs> fill, fill it. it. Like they want to put a good beer in your car wash. You can get your car washed and get a growler yes. filled. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I know. It's amazing. I've been there. The growler fill yeah. guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm a. You know what their number two beer was? I'm a huge California guy, but this that is one area that Oregon really far out distances California. I mean, I would say in every other way, California's got it, but. Oregon in terms and, of growler fills. Actually, Arizona then, as well. I was pulled into a gas station. They had like they advertised, uh, you know, the price of their gas under that, you know, twenty four beers on tap. You know, yeah. yep. in the gas station. Yeah, yeah right at a gas station. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, they had a drive through growler fill and sisters when we drove through yeah. there, and I thought yeah. wow. that's the weird that, thing. See, that's, why? That's the, that's, why don't that's we have great this? about Oregon? You have the gas stations where they they uh, fill your tank for you. And they can fill your growler at the same time. Yeah, because it's all—is it? It's still no. They just change it. You don't even have to get out of the car. Yeah, you don't actually don't have to get out of the car. You just pull up and say, "Hey, fill her up." And then here's my growler. Please fill that up. (laughs) And I'll tell you what: there is nothing more annoying than when you're from San Diego. Then when you go to a gas station to get out of the car and, and have go, oh, to no, wait no, no, ten no. minutes for someone, for someone to fill your gas tank right. that yeah, you could down. have had it done in two, no, yeah. unless you're there in the winter, then you love it. Right. But, but waiting for them to come and they're super friendly, but waiting for yeah. just fill my gas tank. Yeah. I've got to hey. go. Right. <laughs> they're living life a little slower. That's right. And that's it's not quite island time. It's pine time. Yeah, it's pine time. A little different than island time, but it's got that vibe to it. That's for sure. So, Close to beer time. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for part two of our Bend Ale Trail. Uh, thank you for joining us for a few beers and a few stories. But right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five or a car and a key and a sober driver. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run.